0: your finances will leave a long-lasting impact on your family. After all, you only retire once. If you're looking to discuss all things pertaining
1: to your retirement, you've come to the right place. This is Retirement Matters with Michael Stewart. Well, hello and welcome to another edition of Retirement Matters with Michael Stewart. I'm Mark Haywood, alongside Michael Stewart, the founder of Crystal Lake Tax and Financial there in Crystal Lake, Illinois. Find him online at crystallaketax.com. That's crystallaketax.com. Or you can reach out, call the office 815-526-3092. That's 815-526-3092. Michael, you're the co-author of a book, Purpose-Based Investing, Nine Lessons to Rescue Your Retirement from Wall Street. That's available on Amazon. I know you talked about that a little bit in the last podcast. If you remember listening to that one, get your hands on that. Again, available on Amazon, or I'm sure you can reach out to the team and they'll make sure to get you a copy of the book. That's Purpose-Based Investing, Nine Lessons to Rescue Your Retirement from Wall Street. With that, Michael, hello, and welcome back into the show.
0: Good to hear from you, Mark
1: good to hear from you as well it's December it's Christmas season it's Hanukkah season it's New year's a lot of exciting things happening this time of year this is actually my favorite month out of the year and no I'm not biased simply because my birthday is in December uh, Michael let's dive right in today we've got some interesting topics for you we're going to talk about real financial advising is problem solving. We're going to talk about what that means and what it looks like to solve your financial problems. Got an interesting headline, an interesting mailbag question. Let's actually kick it off with the news. Extra, extra, read all about it. Michael, the FIRE movement is gaining popularity in the millennial generation. FIRE stands for Financial, Independent, Retire Early, and thousands of millennials are trying to figure out how to retire in their 30s. Is that even possible? What do you think about a goal like that?
0: Ah, this is a tough one. So on the surface, I love it. And the reason why is that the FIRE movement is based on three principles. One, don't let your money control your life. Two, value happiness over materialism. and The third thing is don't get caught up in the rat race because in the end we're all dead, right? So they're all wonderful ideas on the surface, but reality is a little bit more complex. The great economist Maynard Keynes coined a phrase that he called paradox of thrift, and what he said is that the monetary economy, so the economy, can't grow if people are saving more than investing. And by investing, he actually meant spending on things. So and this is why the fire movement is aimed at a, such a small group of people. You know, so the millennials are saying, hey, I would love to do that. Who wouldn't like to retire in their 30s, Right. But it's really, because of its premise, is really basically aimed at well-paid techies, you know, computer programmers or individuals that, you know, have a very high earning potential, a high income, because that allows them to become excess savers. So those FIRE individuals that this is aimed at earn three to four times the median household income. And then the whole goal of FIRE is that you save about 70% of it so then you can invest that 70 percent to accumulate you know your million or so in a very quick order. So if the average household though makes 75 percent less than those that this is aimed at and they already have a hard time saving even 10 percent of their savings for retirement and emergency funds then fire is not really a reality. You know it's more of this kind of one percenter thing that's out there and the second flaw is that Pinching every penny until you're in your early 30s so you can save that million dollars and say, hey, I get to live off this for the next 60 years, that doesn't take account for market volatility, inflation, cost of living doubling every 15 to 20 years, nor any of the kind of life happen events like you know maybe they wind up having kids in their 30s or medical issues. So the FIRE concept makes sense that money and materialism doesn't equal happiness or even that working more and longer to make more money is going to make you happier. We all know that's not necessarily the true. So what we tell clients is work as long as you financially need to, but then retire to something that you're passionate about, not just from something. And that doesn't matter if you're 30 or if you're 50 or 60. Find your passion and purpose at any age
1: find your passion and purpose at any age I love that and I also think it's interesting you get into the logistics of what that means as well it sounds like an interesting movement it's definitely not recommended for everyone out there but that is your headline for this month now let's move on to the mailbag it's time for the mailbag we want to hear from you Always, we love hearing from you. We love your questions. We take them every podcast, try to feature at least one of them on the show. So you could have yours featured. All you have to do if you want to get featured on the podcast, submit it online, CrystalLakeTax.com. That's CrystalLakeTax.com. This one comes to us from Ty in Barrington. Ty says, I was going to ask how much longer the stock market is going to continue its good run, but now I'm thinking that that's over since we've had kind of a down year in 2018.
0: Yeah, Ty, that's really the million dollar question. My favorite quote is that the market can remain irrational longer than you can remain solvent. And what that really means is that you might be right. You know, the market is overdue for a correction or, you know, it shouldn't go lower from here, or whatever you are in whatever market condition, especially you know, if it's due for a correction. But the market tends to run hotter longer than it should, which is also why the crashes are always that much more dramatic. So, rather than focusing on the when or the why of the next market crash, or if the risk is already past, focus on the what. What amount of risk should you be taking? What amount of income do you require from your portfolio? What amount of potential loss would derail your financial and retirement goals? Is it losing 5%, losing 10%, losing 20%? Many times, especially late in the stock market cycle like we're in now, I see people too aggressive in their portfolios, having 60, 70, 80 percent in the stock market as they near retirement within five to 10 years. And here's the issue: they're trying to squeeze that extra five or 10 percent returns out of their portfolio, but are risking potential losses of 15, 20, 30 percent. And is that a game you want to play? So, Ty, let's say you went to Vegas, and you know me and you, we belly up, get a couple drinks, and we get to the table, and the game is just a coin flip game, easy enough. Heads, you win 10 percent of your bet; tails, you lose 30 percent. Is that a game you want to play? No, the risk return reward isn't worth it for your serious money. Though millions of baby boomers are doing it every day. So Ty, what I want you to do is focus on what you need your money to do, the what, not whether the next direction in the market is up or down in the short term.
1: Ty, thanks as always for writing in again. We love hearing from you. Submit your questions online, Crystal Lake Tax com. All right, Michael, a lot of people think their advisor's primary job is picking investments. And certainly the investments are important, but that's only a small part of it. And I think the reality is you would tell us this, that your job is so much more than that and it's problem solving. So I kind of just want to go through some of the situations or the problems that you've encountered over the years with different folks and instances where the planning became less about just picking investments and more about solving some of these problems. So Tell us about a time somebody came in with a tax
0: related problem. Yeah, I'll pick up on that, especially with our tax practice that we have. But even before I kind of address that tax question, some of the other ones, I want to make something kind of clear. And hopefully everyone, you know, we have a more mature audience that usually listens to this, either nearing retirement and retirement. And going back to thinking that, you know, all your investment guy does, all your financial planner does, or financial advisor does is, you know, his value or her value is just picking investments. 20, 30 years ago, that might've been the case. Because as an investment broker or a financial planner, we were the gatekeeper. You know, you couldn't get stocks and bonds and mutual funds on your own or insurance products or all these kind of things. But now with all the online platforms, with, you know, the ability on the Internet to do different things, the reality is that you don't need us anymore for product. You know, you can go buy a Vanguard index fund. You can go buy an individual stock on your own what you need us for is what we're actually paid for should at least be paid for which is the value of the advice i tell prospective clients that if you're just becoming a client because you think i'm going to beat the market we're probably not a fit for you if you're looking for someone to make sure you never run out of money and have income coming in until you take your last breath then yeah we're a really good fit for you so investment management is just a small part of that relationship our value is in coordinating all things going on in your financial life investments taxes estate planning healthcare mitigating risk of long term care on your family's finances you know and so some of the examples are the ones we're right about to discuss so you know going back to what you were saying before about someone with a tax related problem you know in addition to a financial planning practice we do about 600 tax returns for individuals and businesses as well and i can't tell you how many times every single tax season so somebody relatively newly retired walks in our tax practice and, you know, they'll meet with our CPA and that, and then I might deliver their return after the fact, after I do kind of a quality control review. And then all of a sudden they're like, what, how is it I owe four or $5,000? You know, I always get a refund. And then I start walking them through. Well, you know, you recently retired and that pension, that's taxable. You didn't withhold any money on it. Your social security, because of the household income, you owe taxes on 85% of that. And there's this, you know, glaze going across our eyes. Like, no, I thought all that was tax-free. You know, but what a lot of people don't understand is depending on your sources of income in retirement, a lot of that Social Security gets pushed into the taxable bucket. And in that first year of retirement, all of a sudden it comes a big surprise. You know, So not only do we help people general tax-related problems and that, but the biggest one that I see is as they're approaching retirement, they haven't actually planned out what taxes look like for them in retirement.
1: Another problem that I know that you tend to solve when you meet with folks, Michael, is that of someone who lost a spouse much earlier than they'd planned. I know that's what you'd consider one of those, what's well, certainly tragic, but it's one of those life suddenly moments. You can only plan for so much, right? What does that look like in that instance to help somebody?
0: Yeah, and it's sad. It's always sad when someone loses a loved one, especially if it happens you know, slightly later in retirement when you know this is the time that they worked their entire lives for to spend together you know where we see it as a big thing and it's usually for individuals once again that come in on the tax side of the practice because we've had this conversation already with our existing clients you know, but we've seen it where individuals come in and it's really kind of devastating from an income perspective because what a lot of people don't understand is so let's say you know the i always kill off the husband first in our example so let's say the husband passed away and then the widow comes in and she's like i can't pay my bills because you know he used to have this really good pension but when he passed the pension got cut in half so that's half of the big part of the income that's gone away what a lot of people also don't realize is that when two spouses are both retired collecting Social Security, and then one of the spouses passes away, the lower of the two Social Security checks goes away too. But the bills don't go away, right? If there's still a mortgage, it still has to be paid. Property taxes, especially here in Illinois, have to be paid. The utilities don't go down because there's only one person in the house, not two. The grocery bill, yeah, it might dip a little bit, but in general, not a whole lot. So a lot of your expenses in retirement are fixed, but when a spouse passes, whether it's pension, social security, or other things, all of a sudden, a lot of the income, a third to half of the income could potentially be gone. So when we put financial plans together, you know, we put on with clients and say, hey, this looks like a great plan. It's gonna pay us and put money in your checkbook every single month until you both take your last breath. And we all agree, we're like, hey, this is a great plan. And then we you know, kind of roll back my seat and say, okay, now let's take a look at this very same plan in the event that one of you were to pass. So when we lose part of that pension, when we lose one of those social security checks, what does it look like now? You know, And that's a very real conversation that you need to be having with your financial advisor ahead of time so you have a retirement income plan in place, not only when you're both here, but when one of you were to pass as well.
1: Another situation that can certainly catch you off guard in your marriage is that of a divorce, right? And I know that a lot of times that can cause some financial upheaval. What does it look like to enter into that situation?
0: Yeah, I'll give you an example. You know, and it's common with, you know, 50% of marriages ending in divorce and things. And a lot of times, once the kids are gone and you kind of got the empty nesters, there's a lot of divorces in the 50s and 60s once all of a sudden the two people have to realize that maybe they've grown apart over the years. But when they had the kids in high school and college and that, you know, they were so busy they didn't know anything about it. And now that they've got to spend the time together, they realize that they've just gone different directions. You know, not right or wrong, it's just something that happens. I mean, I'll give you an example of a recent client, some of the planning work that we did. A recent client came in, came in from the tax side of the business, had been married for 25 years. She had always taken care of the kids, so she had barely worked out of home. So she really had little to no social security on her own. And her social security is really only a few hundred dollars a month. The marital assets between the two of them was split to about $200,000. Now she's 63, so she could qualify for reduced social security, but financially, she kind of came in in dire straits. She's like, oh, yeah, I'm getting some alimony about $1,500 a month, which is about 18000 a year. But if I take my Social Security because of the discount from taking it early, it's only going to be another couple hundred dollars a month. She can't live on $20,000. She also has the issue because she doesn't have a lot of work history that her skill set for today's workplace and her lack of work history make it almost impossible for her to get gainful employment. So what we did was kind of roll up our sleeves, kind of went back and started asking some other questions. Have you been married before? What other resources do you have available? And then I found out that she'd actually been married when she was much younger for 12 years. And then that first spouse had actually passed away. So what she didn't know was that she could actually qualify for what they call a divorced survivor benefit from Social Security. And then that actually allowed her to get an extra $1,800 a month above and beyond the alimony which she had been working with advisor before who knew nothing about social security or retirement income planning, you know, all investments all the time. And, you know, she had been kind of pinching pennies for about six, nine months. And then when she was referred to us, we said, oh, no, hey, here's a strategy. Here's great. Basically, we essentially doubled her income just because we had the skill set, and the knowledge that was going to improve her situation. So, you know, especially in cases of divorce, you got to work with somebody who, you know, kind of how we built the practice sure, we do the investment management side, but also understands the tax ramifications, understands the benefits, understands estate planning. Because when you tie all that in together, you can have kind of a bulletproof plan.
1: And Michael, another situation I know you've certainly seen, especially as folks are first coming in to sit down with you, perhaps they're a little hesitant because they've really been, for lack of a better word, screwed by a broker or advisor in the past.
0: Yeah, I agree. And this really comes kind of in two different ways, you know, and I won't spend a lot of time on this because it's pretty obvious on it. So one is, you're working with somebody who's not independent. So they've got only a few arrows in their quiver. So when you come in, they already know what they're going to sell you because it's only one of five different choices. We only work with these mutual funds. We only work with these insurance companies. So you're really not getting a completely objective and unbiased view. And yeah, if you have a limited selection, you know, it can't really blame them. That's their business model. But if you have a limited selection, then you're not going to get the best thing for you. And the second thing would be, you know, just Overpaying in fees. And we talk about it almost every podcast is that you know, every dollar of fees you can avoid paying because you're not getting any value from it. It's just a dollar more of profit in your pocket at the end. And over time, it's gonna mean a lot. We've had individuals come in our office with insurance products that have, you know, they got half a million dollars and in the internal fees that they didn't even know were like three percent. And when I show them that, they're like, No wonder it's not growing. I'm paying fifteen thousand dollars a year of fees I didn't even know I was paying. So, you know, using that kind of screwed example, either by a broker in the past, it's usually either excessive fees or lack of kind of objectivity when it comes to actual investment selection.
1: And finally, Michael, I know we were talking about this a little bit at the beginning of the podcast as we hit on the FIRE movement. What about somebody who comes in? This probably isn't for a millennial, of course. This is probably for somebody who's been in their job for a while, but somebody who just hated what they did and wanted to retire as soon as possible. How can you help a client like that?
0: This is one of my favorite things. I mean, I love working with couples and, you know, getting them to and through retirement and that. But I also enjoy kind of the planning aspect of working with somebody that comes in. And they gotta have resources, of course, right? So we're working with a client right now. He's an IT contractor that basically says, you know, what? I like doing what I do. I just don't like doing it for 60 hours a week. I like doing what I do, but I would much prefer to do it someplace else, you know, basically not in Illinois and dealing with the winters and all those things. He'd like to be somewhere warmer. So with that being the case, one of the things that we're putting together a plan for him is transitioning his assets to be a little bit more focused on income than growth. So this will afford him the opportunity to, at 60, be able to part-time retire. He's going to move down to Florida. He's going to you know, downsize his home. The kids are now out of college, and he's a single guy, and then essentially be able to pull an income stream off of his investments that he can supplement with just part-time work, doing something that he loves to do, and not even taking Social Security or anything else. It's kind of a phase one, phase two plan. So this gets him through about 66, 67, so he gets part-time work. So he still gets to do the work that he loves to do, the things that he's passionate about, he just doesn't have to do it for who he's currently working for, and he doesn't have to do it as often and long as he currently is. And what that allows him to do is actually kind of have a temporary retirement, if you would, and transition into part-time retirement for something that he's passionate about. So it's not that he didn't want to work. It's not that a lot of our clients don't want to work from a retirement standpoint. What they do is they just don't want to do what they're doing today. You know, so we kind of have that phase one, phase two bridge into retirement on a part-time basis.
1: And so what does that look like, Michael, when somebody comes in, maybe they're in this spot where they say, you know, I want to retire soon, or I want to do something I'm more passionate about, you know, I want to transition into something I've been planning. I know a lot of folks maybe have a business they've been planning or just a side hobby. They want to turn into part-time work when they retire, but I know it all starts with a plan, right? A lot of these areas we've talked about start with the planning process. What does that look like when somebody comes in for a visit with you and how are you able to help?
0: Yeah, it always begins with just a conversation. You know, I talk many times, especially on our podcast, about you know kind of our three step process, and you know as simple as it is, it's effective. The first one's a discovery meeting. Let's just sit down, have a conversation, try to figure out where you are, what you're trying to do, and if we can add value to that, that's great. We'll talk about how we move forward together. If not, well, at least you get your questions answered, you know, and you're in a better place than when you walked in the door. If we decide to move forward. Then we actually build and put a plan together for you that's going to be comprehensive talking about where we're getting income and retirement for the rest of our life from how much risk we should be taking in our investments, taking a look at make sure we can mitigate long-term care. How do we manage or reduce taxes not only today, but tomorrow. So kind of be proactive on those kind of things. So we do that in what we call a design meeting where together we're kind of designing everything together saying that here's where we are, here's where we want to go. What do we need to do to fill those gaps? And then the third meeting when you come in is really just delivering that plan that we already agreed that this is how we get to where we want to go. You know, and then we just tweak it and then we say, okay, here's what we need to do, here's when we need to do it, who's gonna be responsible to get that done? You know, so there's some accountability there. But you know, as always, it always just begins with a conversation
1: starts with a conversation. If you want to start that conversation, you can reach out to Michael Stewart and the team at Crystal Lake Tax and Financial. Number is 815-526-3092. That's 815-526-3092. And you can find them online, crystallaketax.com. That's crystallaketax.com. Crystal Lake is a one-stop shop with a CPA, enrolled agent, and a paralegal all on staff. They can help you when it comes to all things financial and any retirement matters. Michael, as always, thank you for joining us on the podcast.
0: Well, Mark, you have a happy birthday and enjoy the rest
1: of the summer. Well, thank you. We'll see you back here next time on another edition of Retirement Men. You should consider the appropriateness of the advice having regard to your own objectives, financial situation, and needs. Please contact us to obtain our disclosure brochure relating to the services offered by Sound Income Strategies, LLC, and consider its contents before making any decisions. Where quoted, past performance is not indicative of future performance. Sound Income Strategies LLC does not represent or warrant that the contents of this program are suitable for you from a compliance, regulatory, legal, or any other perspective. We shall have no responsibility for your use or non-use of the program or any portion thereof.